0: Greetings, Heathens and Heretics, and welcome to another episode of In the Abyss and our second stab at, uh, at ranking a legendary band's albums. We did Megadeth a few weeks back, which was uh, mixed opinions to say the least. So this time round, we're doing Sepultura, and that's mainly because there's some uh, some sort of divisive opinions into or as to what are what is the best era of Sepultura. So um, particularly from from the Saudi Queen himself. Um, how are we both doing? All right this evening. Everyone good? You pair of cunts. I haven't called you cunts for a while. Yeah, all
1: good. Yeah, yeah. rolling, rolling,
0: rolling. I don't know. No, no. That's that's the first time and last time you're getting away with that. <laughs> but um. So anyway.
2: It wasn't even funny.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well let's let's just crack on look it's it's nice this evening i'm, I'm sat in my lounge for a change rather than squirreled away in a bedroom i've got the tv on i can watch the villa game this evening hopefully it's um i'm not going to be shouting at the tv but um yeah this makes a nice change feet up on my sofa let's crack on um right sepultura so obviously anybody listening to this is going to know sepultura and, and there's probably going to be I think you two would agree there will be lots of mixed opinions on Sepultura's best and worst material and what happened with Max Cavalera and and all that kind of shit that went on. There's loads of controversies. Um, None of us ever saw Sepultura with Max live. We've only ever seen him with Derek Green. Um, And I think one of the things we need to bring up is they were probably the band of the weekend at Bloodstock this year. Yeah, you know, and and one of the best sets I've seen all year, to be fair, uh, which we'll, we'll come to in a few weeks. So we'll start at the bottom of the list. A lot of these, are there's there's parity between the three of us, a lot of this, there's only a, a few that are, you know, there's different opinions, but we are generally, certainly the bottom two albums, we're generally in the same kind of ballpark. So in 15th place, we've got 2003's Rawback, um, both myself and Padre had this as bottom, and uh, and the voice of reason had it a couple above. Now, for me, this is sepultura with zero ideas. This feels like they've just almost given up and just phoned one in. Haven't bothered. Um, I, I I struggled to get into it when it came out, and listening to it again in recent weeks, it's been even harder. To be fair, so what's what's so bad about it?
2: I, I listened it once and i couldn't get through it quick enough um basically i i felt i felt that i was listening to a spine shank album
0: oh that's cold
2: that's how bad that's how bad it was it it, it was labored and there was no ideas and i think this is this is the reason why i it's it's shit like this which is why i veered away so vehemently from from Sepultura for years i mean I've got nothing against Derek Green. And I, I mean, I saw them a big day out in 99 and they were fantastic.
0: Yeah. But yeah. When, yeah. 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 I all three of us were there, weren't we? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Right. Yep. When, yep. when you produce shit like this, when you've got talent in the band like Cavalera on drums and Kiss on guitar, you've just got to think to yourself, how is this even possible? I mean, it's just like, this is the thing. Against Nation, this... They they sound like a band that's completely lost. Like they they you know what, what's this? All back is two thousand and three, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. And ninety eight and Nations two
2: thousand and one. So these three albums are basically made around the time of new metal. And it, it they all three of these albums sound like they're a they're a band that's lost and they don't know what sound they want and they're basically they're absorbing influences from what was popular at the time and they've got, they've lost their way. So, and I don't, I don't want to be harsh on them. So I would say that if you're going to lose a band member like Max Cavalera, who's got a, who's a prodigious songwriter or was a prodigious songwriter at the time, and has potentially written some of the best metal anthems ever, you're going to struggle. You know, this isn't like Metallica losing Cliff Burton, who did write a lot of their material. But Cliff, for me, and I was, I've been thinking about this analogy, Cliff, for me, was he was like the focus on the lens, whereas Hetfield and Norwich were the lens. They were the main thing. Or Burton brought things into focus with these like touches and influences that we bring to the table. Cavalero was the fucking camera. Once you took that away, free, it, I, and I think it's clear from this entire list, it's taken them decades to get back in the fucking game. Because they're not the difference between that, that middle period after Max leaves and what they're producing now is that they're doing their own thing and they seem to have ideas because they're not trying to take on board what everyone else is doing. That's just my kind of like general feeling of everything I've listened to at post-roots. All
0: right. Okay. Um, voice of Reason. What, what do you... I mean, look, we've got Raw back at the bottom and we've got Nation in 14th. So, like you said, that, you know, it is it is a... a, a period of transition for sepulture anyway but what you know and why have we got these albums at the bottom what is it for you that doesn't do it
1: yeah i mean certainly for these these two um i had a little bit i had a both a little little bit above just because i i just prefer a couple of albums less uh, if i'm honest with you um i think i think I think the production of Warback's probably the only thing I like, maybe, or not not even like, but I can put up with, so to speak. It just production feels a bit more cohesive than other albums. But yeah, that's not really saying much. Um I can put up with it as an album. That's about it. Nation, like you say, Nation is next, and I think that's a little bit, that's the next level above mine. So that'd be like what my twelve, for example
0: yeah yeah you got it yeah, so got his, yeah yeah yeah
1: yeah so that's my 12 and i think you you've got it slightly below um again i think i think it's just because i think there's a couple of tracks there that i could i could get along with nothing major i mean let's have a look at the track listen. yeah nation i think nation's all right i like saga uh, the, my, my problem with nation is i think there are ideas on nation i just don't think they work uh, too often the, the album drags, they slow down, they plod, they drag. And yes, they try and be a bit explosive afterwards, but I've lost interest by then. It, yeah, doesn't, yeah, really, yeah. it doesn't really have the impact you want. Um, I mean, you've got you've got Politrix, which features Jello by Afra. So it's the second time the band have effectively yeah. worked with him. Yeah, And it's dull. It's dull as Ditchwater, and you don't want that. A track that's got Jello Biafra on, no, so yeah, um, you know, yeah, I'm sure we'll, we'll come into my thoughts and the others, but yeah, for some reason, they, they dipped on these two albums big time.
0: That's it. Well, at least, at least we're all in, in agreement. Um, the first one that comes along that we're not necessarily in agreement, though, is 2009's Alex, um, or Alex, or whatever you want to call it now. I quite like this album, but my my issue with it is there's too many interludes through the album. There's some great songs in it, and I think if we took those interludes out and it just flowed as like a 10-track album, it would be a lot higher in my list. Um, I've got it as, as ninth. Um, the Voice of Reason's got this as Sepultura's worst, uh, and Padre not far off. So why 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 this one? Because I think there's some great songs on it.
1: Yeah, I, I think you have you summed it up with your comments about the interludes. They're trying yeah. to do some interesting stuff and some different stuff. And for me, it just doesn't work. It doesn't flow. It doesn't grab me. It doesn't sound appealing whatsoever. And I just find it extremely difficult to listen to. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a weird one.
2: It's a
0: weird one. It, that,
1: it, that
2: that would be my my sentiments. Difficult to listen to. Nothing grabs you, and you know. And this is like listening to it on the headphones, and then listening to it on the speaker. And like you know, trying to give it time, and you are just like I'm just not not feeling it. And I'm just you know nothing. There's no there's no point where you want to go right. I need to listen to that bit again because it was really good. Just nothing. Well, really what I what
0: I'm tempted to do with it is is to stick it in a playlist without the interludes and listen to it just as the body of songs and see if it, it kind of clicks a little bit more because like I said, I, there's a lot of the songs I really like. Um, but it it gets going and then one of these fucking interludes kicks in and you say, ah oh, just no, I understand they're trying to do something a bit different, but it, it just it just isn't necessary. Um this is problem. it's a shame.
2: This is this was their problem. Yes, they're trying to do something different. And they're trying to be too artistic about it. And like, it's a piece of art. Uh, and just make a fucking album that's like eight nine good tracks on it, with good yeah. good riffs and it's uh, and just You don't have to you're not some kind of indie art band. Like it's like it's like it seems to be a lot of these bands that we've been talking about in in the in the entire existence of this podcast, like the big bands, they've all gone through this. Even going back to bands like Death Leopard when they were trying to give us the fucking, what's it, 12 minute long version of Love and Hate Collide. So
0: you're you're a cock
2: rock day in your lane. Like, you know, yes, you want to try and experiment sometimes, but do it as a side project or something. You know, like, it's like Alex, whatever it is, what you want to call it, it. To me, it sounded like it was like their version of Risk. It was like their version of Load. It was like, who is this band? I don't, I don't get it, you know. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, I've got not, I've got no real desire to just go back and listen to it again, unless someone pays me money, <laughs> basically. <laughs> yeah, it's the first,
1: it's a first step without <laughs> I don't like Mike, yeah. yeah. Alex, Alex,
2: yeah. fuck off. And the track titles are just dirge as well. Yeah. Like Dante, eight, Alex, three, like. It's like Metallica put an album out, and it was like,
0: t- "Track one, Unforgiven. One, Unforgiven. Two, Unforgiven. Three, Unforgiven." I said, like, "Fuck off!" Metallica, so, wouldn't, Metallica it, wouldn't do things like that in one album. Well, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. I suppose fair enough.
1: I mean, eighteen tracks, fifty-four minutes. I mean, it's yeah, exactly. It's, it feels exactly. broken. It feels broken and fractured. And honestly, the Beethoven medley.
0: Yeah, there's no need.
1: No, no. There is no. There
0: is absolutely that's, no need. Yeah. But
1: that's the thing. It's like I I, 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 just can't listen to this album. I can listen to others.
0: All right. So say, well, you know that that kind of sticks out a little bit because the bottom two we got 2000, when 2003. You've got, when you've
2: got a track on the album that's called "The Experiment," you know you're in problems. <laughs>
1: like, <laughs> but, yeah, um, and it, but it's just like the experiment strike enough set it's like they know it's shit they're trying
0: to tell you it's shit <laughs> paradox yeah exactly ah uh, fucking hell um, alright next on the list mid 12th we've got Against now both me and Padre have got this right down the bottom but uh, our voice of reason is a bit of a fan of this this is quite high on your list first album first album after Max left so it was always going to be a challenge let's say you know what what they do with it, but uh, look, I it just it just bores me really. Uh, there's there's not really anything on it that it's it, it's
2: it's like roots in disguise. You know, it's it, it, you, know, like, you know you just wanted to say to them, market, like, we get it. You're from the jungle. Enough of this tribal shit.
0: Joke is a banger, though. I'll give you that. That's that's a fucking and they still play it live now. So you yeah. know that's that's a fucking banger, but. So come on then, voice a reason why is it so high in your? You've, you've got this as you've got this as number seven.
1: Yeah, so I mean, by no means a uh, one of my favourites at all. It's it's midway. So for me, it, it's a solid sepulture album, listenable and sometimes enjoyable. Um, for me, it's a bit of a it, it is a bit of a back to basics album. You've got one guitar, so you can't be too mad. Um, I think they kept a, certainly kept the vibe uh of the tribal stuff from before but it does feel like they're trying to be their own thing at this point they've lost something that that max has taken away so they're doing something a little bit different it feels like a hardcore album at times if i'm honest with you um will that, one- that's
0: yeah that that makes sense well obviously Derek green probably trying to bring his own spin yeah. to sepulchre in the one way or exactly. another exactly
1: and I mean, look, I love, I love the title track, The Opener. I think that's a belter. Um, I, I think Hatred Decides" great. Like we say, Choke's good. Uh, Tribus, uh, Boycott. I think there's, I think it's got some moments. I really do. It's got plenty of 90s phase guitar. So I don't know if that's just appealing to my, my sort of era sound, but yeah, I I think this is a quite listable sepultura album. Um, I think they I think maybe they just had a few ideas still left over from roots, the remaining three, and they wanted to to put them into play. And I think they still got something there before they went the other way.
0: It it feels like a roots hangover to me, which might be a little bit of yes. a of an obvious way of putting it, but that's that is what it feels like. It's um it's like you know, and as much as I love it, it's a bit like Brave New World by Maiden. Um, I do love that album. Obviously it's important to us. It was the first time we saw Maiden, all of that. But there's a couple of songs on that that feel like the Blaze era leftovers. And I get the same feeling with this as that. So it's just almost like they haven't, they haven't quite, they're nowhere near becoming a band again yet. They're starting afresh, got some old ideas knocking about and and it sort of landed as this album. So, I, I get why it would have been a struggle though. Yeah, no, I think
1: I think it's worth bearing in mind. As much as we at this point, none of us really like Soulfly. I think I think it's pretty clear that maybe for all their all their talents, I think Max Cavalera had had the accessibility of the groove more than the others did, and he took that away.
0: Yeah, that's that's potentially true. Yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from with that.
1: But he, but I think they had. A lot of the good musical stuff, which is why Soulfly were not my thing after a certain
0: point. How would um How would you compare the the Soulfly debut to Against Then? Which which do you think is a better album?
1: Well, admittedly, I've not listened to the Soulfly debut for well over twenty years.
0: No, me neither.
1: Um, um, me so, <laughs> and I, I should have done. To be honest, I, I think I did think about it, but I just never got round to it. Um, I, I enjoyed it at the time. I mean, I saw them live. Uh, ozfest in 98 uh that was enjoyable stuff but i i got rid of my copy ages ago i lost interest um and i think all of that sort of you know tribe tribe uh, tribe bollocks just yeah like, piss me off and and against doesn't have that so much it's not as overt so maybe, maybe that's it maybe it just feels a bit refreshing compared to what i knew I were doing at the time
0: maybe Fair play. I, I know padre has got strong opinions on Soulfly, but we—it's it's probably we haven't got time to go into that. No,
1: no, we've we, we've only got
0: like we'll be here we'll be here all fucking night. Yeah. Um. All right. Next up, then in number eleven, well, in eleventh place, um, Dante twenty-one. Uh, we've pretty much we pretty much agree with this. This is tenth, eleventh, tenth across the board. So it's yeah, it's it's almost like this is bang average couple of half decent songs, largely not particularly memorable, but not terrible at the same time. If it feels like they started to come to life a little bit with this, but not quite, just not quite firing on all cylinders yet.
1: Yeah, I mean I, I like the production. It's got a bit of fury to it. It's, it's, it just brings you in a bit more than I think the last couple of albums did. But yeah, I couldn't recall any of the songs.
0: Well, for me, it's like the, the, the three albums, Alex, Dante21 and Kairos, which we've got as number 10 next in the list. I I struggle to pick between those th- that three-album run. It feels like they are just a little bit sort of middling and not putting a great deal of effort in. There's some half-decent songs, but they're not giving it the full beans, if you know what I mean, if that makes sense. I, I, I Yeah, I don't no, know, no, no, no. Well. I
1: think that's fine. Yeah, again, we just maybe that's it I think obviously with Igor going and bringing uh, the next drummer in that interrupted the flow so it's yeah. always it's, it, it's been fractured really ever since hasn't it really
0: yeah yeah and uh, I think yeah and as as I think we'll get to as we go through this list where they are now seems like more of a cohesive yeah settled band doesn't it so yeah we'll, we'll, um, we'll come to that
1: yeah so yeah I think it's a it's a possible album it's I'd stick it onto the background but yeah, I can't, I can't engage with it a great deal.
0: Dante Twenty One. So yeah, next up we had Kairos, and like I said, I I can't really pick between those three. You two have got this sort of boat. You've both both ranked this as number nine. I had it at twelve. I I just struggle to to really talk about these albums in any great detail because they just don't they they just don't excite me, and I think that's part of the problem.
1: No, I agree. It's, the trouble again, if you don't have memorable songs, then it, it, it's difficult to talk about them. I mean, I think the title tracks decent. You can but,
0: have, you have know, a solid album. You can have a solid metal album, can't you? And, yeah, and you it's, know, it's if solid, it's on, you can kind of enjoy it. But there's just nothing that really jumps out and grabs you by the balls, kind of thing.
1: It's it's memorable songs. You want memorable songs. And I yeah. think there's not a great deal there. But I think yeah, it's 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 a tasty enough fast food meal. But I'm not sure about the production. It's a weird one. It's a sort of fuzzy, it's got a kind of weird echo to it. I don't know. I can't really describe it, but I don't, I'm not so keen on it. Um, Experimental. I, I think it's just, but I think it's just a bit more cohesive and confident of itself as an album, which is why I probably put it a little bit, a little bit higher up. Um, you know, I can't say it's a bad album. It's, but it's, yeah, I can't say it's good either.
0: Yeah. That's that's fair. That's fair. Um, all right, we're rattling through these, but it's 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 going to get it's going to get a bit more interesting as we go further. We're going to talk but,
1: more, aren't we? Yeah.
0: But next next on the list, so we've got the first uh, the first Max Cavalera era record, and that's Morbid Visions '86, first album, um, rough as fuck. I think is <laughs> is the way is the way to look at this. Um, Holy Man's got this as seventh, Voice of Reason tenth. Uh, myself, eleven. So we're, we're roughly in the same kind of ballpark. Now, the one thing about this album is obviously it's just been re-recorded by the Cavaleras, and the songs on it have come to life. It sounds like a completely different album. The, the, you can hear the riffs better. Obviously, the production is a million times better. Everything about it is is just a huge leap forward. So, but you have to disregard that and just treat this album as a standalone. I get it, it was a debut. There were Broke, had no money, so the recording's going to be rough. But it's just, it's so bad that it just, it just completely lets itself down. It's like the early days of black metal. It's just, you, you know, there's something in there somewhere, but if it sounds this shit, it's really hard to listen to.
2: Yeah, um but I think it's a, uh, it, it's definitely a, a, a statement of intent, and some of the songwriting on it is quite good. So, to, "To Do" is a classic song, um, and it was a staple of their life set for quite a long time after that. Um, and it's it does it does kind of like it does set the set the stage for like if you like it, then you're definitely going to be in the ballpark to really latch onto beneath the remains, which is kind of like its uh, offspring. So I mean I, I mean I get what you mean. It's but it's I mean it's like if you heard that if you back in back in the day, if you if you were like picking up a copy of Kerrang or something or you, you heard a demo of that, you'd probably be quite interested in it. It's like again you know, this is coming out with a height of thrash. And it's something a little bit different. I mean Sepultura were definitely a thrash band when they first started, but they were they were a lot more aggressive. They were probably more aggressive than Slayer at one point.
0: Yeah, that's that's, the, prob- that's probably fair.
2: That's and I'd even go as far as to say, although I absolutely love Slayer, peak Sepultura in that max period, in with especially beneath the remains and arise, a damn sight more technical than Slayer and could probably give Megadeth a run for them. Is some of the complexity of those early riffs and the and again it's like the they're what they're nineteen twenty 21 coming out with this stuff. I mean, it just shows you what coming from a destitute place, working class poverty background can do for your motivation.
0: Yeah, yeah. those
2: guys were hungry. they were hungry. Yeah, like they yeah they wanted to get out of where they were.
0: Yeah, it was their ticket out, wasn't it? Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was. Um, and what do you think of this album? Deep down.
1: I, well, I mean, historically, I didn't like it and struggled to listen to it, but I've kind of become a bit more enamoured of it now. Only a bit. Um, I can appreciate its place in metal history. I think, if anything, um, it's yeah. Let's production utter shite. We know that. We, we yeah. accept <laughs> that's not. And, and, and what I suppose what pisses me off is the EP uh, Bestial Devastation. That was a bit better. I preferred that as a, as a record overall, but here we are. But it's, you know, you're talking a young, I say, we say thrash band, but, you know, there's a lot in common with er, early black metal there. Um, obviously it came out a year before death metal truly started, so we can't really say it's a death metal album. But, you know, that, that evil sounding influence of Venom and Baffery, I mean, combined with flash, flash, fresh even, there's, there's clear promise there. There's clear character. Um, and there's, as 80s, low-budget metal albums go, it's it's fun. Um, it is difficult to listen to, but there, 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 yeah, there is something there that makes it appealing and, and listenable.
0: Yeah, and, and that is, like I said, that's what's come to life with the re-recording. You can hear everything you know where it should be now and and it's yeah look the importance of the album and the foundations for sepultura as a band it makes it very important but yeah i it, it, it is a little bit harsh to to dig out the production i suppose because there's not many other metal bands that are around at that time that were fighting to get out of you know brazilian slums essentially yeah so I, I, I think,
1: honestly, if someone says, look, there you go, you're stuck with a shit, you know, a raw metal album with a shit production, I'd say, well, you know, give me this. Cause it's Sepultura, and it's... That's
0: bad. Yes, good actually, shout. It's actually, yeah.
1: it's actually better than a lot of the black metal shite that's out there, so...
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right, fair enough. All right, so next on the list, we're all in 2013 now, so we've gone 86 all the way to 2013 the mediator between head and hands must be the heart fuck knows what that album title means. No idea. Um, Unnecessarily long, but this was the first album with Eloy on drums. Um, Not something I was particularly aware of at the time. Um, And it's only really in the last, um, in the last year or so that I've sort of paid a little bit more attention to that. And, Seeing Self for the first time in twenty odd years in the summer, watching Eloy Casagrande as a drummer and what a fucking machine he is. This album, it's 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 just sounds hungrier, more brutal, there's, more full there's on. A track, there's a
2: track on this album, and I didn't save it or anything on Spotify. It's doing my headings, so can't remember which one it is. But like I, I've said, like some of the other stuff didn't grab me. This album did, and there's a track on this album. Have you ever seen those videos of drummers in the street and they're playing on like uh, tin cans and buckets yeah, yeah, and stuff? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah.
2: Track on the album, and it's got a drum beat like that in the last half of the song, and that came on, and I just I stopped what I was doing and it's like fuck me, that's good, and it reminded me of KSAD. There was a groove. Yeah. Um, I like this album. I'm going to go back and listen to this album again and again. I think, um, because um, I just I Want to give it a really good go, but this is definitely if they were doing this after like 2002, 2004, I probably wouldn't have veered away from them. I, I mean, just generally speaking, I think the last couple of albums they've come up with after listening to them are actually pretty good.
0: Um, well, this is what I'm saying about about Eloy Casagrande. I mean, this is the first album he was on, we haven't spoken about the other two yet. Um, but it's almost like he's given them a kick up the ass as a band. They, they, it's just a, a they're, they're fresher for it. And uh, mate, uh, seriously, you, you, you know, like I said, the last time you saw Separatur was, was, would have been Big Day Out, wouldn't it? You've seen them since? Uh... Yeah, I think. But it, 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 either way, watching them with, with Eloy is just an absolute fucking monster. And, Look, there's there's loads of drummers out there that that hit hard and are technical, but he's just got this 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 flair that that just suits Sepultura's music so well. There's something about it. It's chemistry. I think it's almost like they've found the right person. And yeah, you can very, hear it on this album.
2: It must be a very strange situation to be in. Like when they had when they still had Igor Cavalero on drums. Your brothers the band, or you kicked them out. Because you don't get on with his wife, who's also was also the agent. He's also going through problems with the, you know, the death of his stepson. And you, 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 you know, you're you're exchanging words in the press, but the brother is still the drummer in the band. That is a bizarre situation to
1: yeah, be
0: in. Yeah,
2: that must have affected the creativity because Igor Cavalera is probably one of the best metal drummers ever. So, like, where did he? I, I think
0: Casagrande is better.
2: Yeah, I know, I know. But I, 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 I can not agree with that, not because I necessarily think you're wrong, but I, I haven't heard enough and I, I'd love to see it live. But yeah, I mean, Igor Cavalero was, was special. Oh yeah, he, again, he's just,
0: he's just a fucking monster. Yeah. Absolute beast of a drummer. And, you know, that's, again, another massive element of what made Sepultura good. You know, just this thundering fuck of a drummer behind it all. And and it just, it just, everything just, just thundered along like, you know, with a lesser drummer, it just wouldn't have happened. So, you know, yeah. I mean, Voice of Reason's got this as your second to last, as 14th out of the 15. Yeah. I'm quite surprised at that.
1: I, despite repeated listens recently, the album does absolutely nothing for me. I, I I'm certainly not going to disagree or argue with what you, you've both said. It's just not engaging with me whatsoever for some reason. It's, I mean, that album cover is really quite grey and bleak, isn't it?
0: Yeah, that's yeah. kind
1: of that's kind of what I get from from the music. It's just grey and <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's just one of those things, really. But yeah, just does absolutely nothing for me.
0: It's it's an odd one. It really is because the next album in our countdown is is the next album. It's Machine Messiah, and we've all got this pretty high up. Fat Padre, this is top five for you. We've got we're up to we're up to seventh in the list now, and we're all relatively on the same ballpark. I've got it seventh. Voice of Reason eighth. Padre, you've got this at five,
1: and considering
0: <laughs> and considering how you know Pro Max era Sepultura you've always been. I'm 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 amazed at that. I'm I'm pleased to see it because it's a fucking it's it's a damn good album.
2: The first three tracks are really good. I really like them. I quite like Cyber God and Vandal's Nest as well. Um I just I mean I think I, I was so what I did was I started at Quadra and I worked my way back. And yeah. I remember I, I had to I had to double take so this album and Quadra, I honestly had to go back and check. Am I actually listening to Severed Because there are the, the, and there are things on Quadra, which it sounded like a Scandinavian album in places, like the production and, the, and some of the riffs. And that's honestly, I, I I went back and I was like, I had to check the, the artist profile because I was like, this can't be Severed You know, like it's it's like a band reawakened, like they finally found. What they were really trying to do in the first place, after yeah. Max left, yeah, you know, yeah, like,
0: completely
2: agree they, with that. they weren't, they weren't being, they weren't being influenced by New or They weren't being influenced. They got away from this, because we, we, we're from Brazil. We have to do tribal elements and all this kind of stuff, you know. So I think, yeah. though, I think the stuff yeah. they've come up with the last, based on what I've been listening to recently, the last like five or six years, is definitely um, it's worth it. I mean, I, you know, enough to say that you know, I would if if I get the chance to see them live again, I will be legitimately like looking forward to some of the newest stuff as well as, oh, are they going to play some of the old stuff?
0: They sound they sound huge live. Yeah,
2: the, yeah. the newest New stuff sounds really
0: You know, it's um, yeah, it, it's just just poundingly heavy, and it has got that that groove that they were missing for years. But and what's the difference between the mediator and this then? Because you've got a big jump between these two albums.
1: Yeah, I I think well, funnily enough, when I first heard th- th- this I, again, I I dropped off a se- Sepultura bandwagon ages ago and hadn't really kept up with them at all. So this there has been a lot of listens recently. Um when I first listened to this this album recently, I hated it. <laughs> it was bottom. Of, it was bottom of the list, absolutely. And I thought, I I what what is this? It just it just again, it seemed all over the place. Repeated listeners, however, have taken it the other way, and it feels to me this is this is what they were trying to do with Alex, yeah. They're doing it better, they they're trying to bring that complexity in it. You know, I could use the p word um, in places, oh. Um but they've got that heavy that that heaviness, that fury, that aggression, that technical ability. You know, I, th- I think song wise, again, there's not a great deal that's catchy there. There's nothing like that chorus heavy like we know Sepultura can do. Um, but the songs are a lot more in- more engaging, I think, than they were on Mediator. I think they certainly managed to gel with Eloy a lot more at this point. They're clearly yeah. letting him, and I-, I think maybe that's the thing. I think they wanted what they wanted to do with Alex. I can't remember his name was, the drummer at the time and just didn't let them. But Eloy does. Yeah. they're able to they've been able to structure that what they did a lot better i feel maybe that he, he he's been able to take a lot lot more of a of a front row seat for this album than they had with mediator where he was they were just
0: the new they, drummer they, right. they, they yeah. were
1: pulling him along yeah. here they're letting they're, they're trying to they're much more in tandem with yeah. what they're doing at this point um so yeah that's why it's a bit further up it's so yeah i thought i think with he listens i don't think it'll go any higher on my list but i think i'll enjoy it more
0: yeah, it's it's a it's a quality album, and you're right. It just comes a word I've already used. It just comes down to chemistry, and they clicked. Something has clicked, hasn't it? You know, and and they were just Bloodstock in the summer. They were just tight as fuck, and it makes you realize what underrated musicians they are. Andreas Kisser, especially, you know, to carry all of that as a single guitar player now, when there used to be a twin guitar band, that can't be that can't be sniffed at. That's you know, that was that would have been a massive adjustment. Yeah. Sorry. Um next on speeches. the list. Next on the list, we're up to number six already. Um, 1987, schizophrenia. Now, this is this is where Sepultura become Sepultura. The production on on yeah. morbid visions was was dog shit, as we know. This is where it, it all you know, came to life, I suppose. It's like, we've done the shit production thing. This is what we can actually do. And this is a fucking banger of an album. Absolute banger of an album. If this was a debut, we'd be talking about it as one of the great debut metal albums.
2: I mean, it's just the simple stuff for me. It's like just that song, the first song, Intro.
0: And there's a really yeah, yeah, good riff yeah.
2: <laughs> And then, like, you see that, that song, that intro song played on... Um, Under Siege live in Barcelona. And I want to come back to that when we talk about Rise, but fuck me, it's good. And then obviously they re-recorded Troops of Doom on that album. And then you've also got Screams Behind the Shadows, Inquisition Symphony, Escape to the Void. Just fucking brutal songs. Great shows. Love Max's lyrics. You know, just, just awesome
1: stuff. And it's like it sounds very different here, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, he, he does. It, and it's all still rough around the edges, but it's yeah. there's a clarity to it now, isn't there? You can hear what's going on.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like I so, some of the riffs there, but we get, like I said, on Inquisition Symphony. Evil, evil, but they've got oomph this time. That's what we like. Yeah. Um, I mean, it does, you know, I mean, the downside of it for me, not even a downside, really, just an observation, it, it feels like oh, they, they really liked Raiding Blood and they really liked Slayer. And maybe they're trying
0: to get that out of their system. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I can see where you're coming from with that. It's almost like a, um, it's, it's a, this, this is what we can fucking do. Do you know what I mean? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Which this, is you know, that that that, that that kind of that kind of attitude drove Dave Mustaine on for for years. And you know, while there's no personal relationships there, you're right. It's like they they they're they're coming up and challenging the big boys, and they're making a statement. They're making way more of a statement with schizophrenia than they did with Morbid Visions.
1: Yeah. But it's, it's part of our journey, so, you know, yeah. fair, fair play to
0: them. I would I would love to have seen them around about this kind of era. Just raw, hungry kids. You know, I, I'm sure it would have been ropey as fuck at times and probably a little bit all over the place, but there would have been something quite memorable about it, I reckon. Yeah. Right. Look, now it gets interesting. Um, we're already in the top five and there's always going to be four albums that that would sit up here, um, whether it's nostalgia, whether it's right, whether it's wrong. You know, yeah, we've all got an opinion. But there's a couple... I, I wasn't quite sure which way this would go, especially with, with Padre's opinion. So at number five... <laughs> <laughs> at number five is Roots. Oh! Now... Oh, (laughs) roots was controversial to say the least when it came out um i had just just about started i just heard of sepultura around about this time knew nothing about them wasn't really into really heavy stuff at this point so this is when i'm starting to sort of you know hear a few things on kerrang cds cassettes whatever um Hearing Ratatouille for the first time, wondering what the fuck this was all about. I think if you were already a Sepultura fan, this you were going to go one way or the other with this. You're you're either going to go with the bandwagon because you love the band that much, or you're going to go like Metallica fans did with Load and go fuck this. What the fuck is this all about? I'm not having it. I mean, yeah, it,
2: okay. This is one of the first Sepultura albums I hear. I I, I heard and like Roots is. Okay, I have got nothing I quite like that song. Ratam Hassa is I think it's a very clever song. I think the video is amazing. The brilliant. The video is the fucking
0: brilliant.
2: It's played on top of the pops, for Christ's sake. Um but the rest of the album doesn't do anything for me. I will give the give this album credit because I think it's one of those albums that pushed metal in a different direction. It was very influential, but that doesn't make it Absolutely. good.
0: Doesn't make it a good album, um, but yeah, but surely it's yeah. Let, let well let's let's talk about its importance and its influence then, because that has that has an impact on how I feel about this album. And there's a, there's an element of nostalgia as well. You, you you've got new metal starting to come to life, and you can hear Sepultura's influence on new metal, but. I, I don't know. It, it was an experiment. It could have gone very, very wrong. But they just managed to hold on to it, I think. Just. They did enough. They, yeah, yeah. There's there's enough quality on there. Attitude, straight hate. Dictatorships. Spin, Dictatorships are dictatorship. good. Born stubborn is a just a fucking raging, pissed off. That's that's bordering on hardcore. You know, they've been spending a lot of time on tour with bands like Strife around this time, at this point. So it's almost like that had been rough and rubbing off on them. Um But in terms of, for, from an influential point of view and a nostalgia point of view for people of our age, it's a hugely important metal album.
1: Yeah, it is.
0: Does the voice of reason agree, though? I have to say my part. Have your say. The stage have is my... yours. I mean, this is my number three.
1: So not my favourite by any means, but it's it does hold a very special place in my heart because, as I say, I got into metal September '96 through Iron Maiden, started with Crang after that, listening to chord and all sorts. And I think yeah, i would heard some Sepultura stuff on on like the chart show, for example, seen the videos, um, and I bought the the ITV chart show. Yeah, the ITV chart show. Oh, yes. Yeah, so like every four yeah. weeks,
0: you'd get the rock chart, wouldn't you? And,
1: be, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yes, little snippets yes. of this. So, yeah. So, funnily enough, I think at the end of the year, in 96, I bought The Roots of Sepultura, which was the, um, the special edition they released six months after. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that had a live live CD and bonus demo stuff on the second second uh, CD. So proper, proper money's worth. And I loved it. Excuse me. Like nothing I'd ever heard before. Um, brutal pissed off angry atmospheric just monstrous um, and I think at the time obviously this was what six months old the album so this was as contemporary a metal band I, I listened to at that point until the following year when I started buying albums as they came out here and there And Cold um, <clears throat> I never bought a Cold Chamber album oh well done So no um. So yeah, roots now. Yeah, yeah. Roots, bloody roots for singles. there, Ratamahata, attitude. We know about that. And as you, as you both said, dictatorship, born stubborn are just full on balls of fury. Spit. Absolutely love spit as well. When this album is angry, it is furious. Yeah, it yeah. is overwhelming. It really is, and like you know the the yes we can absolutely link this to the new metal stuff with the ross robinson development as we went along and metal becoming a far more cathartic thing than um just an aggressive form of music um and this album is actually key in that um but yeah there were some absolutely brilliant songs on here but it is flawed you know having listened to it recently with a much more mature head it is flawed it's a long album and admittedly you can get rid of the the jam at the end and disregard that and not really include it. And yeah, you're no still, need for that. You're, you're Still about an hour. You've got your tribal stuff, you just go and it's right next to each other. Get get rid of one of those or get rid of a small one, you know. You only need one of those. And then you've got three tracks: you got straight hate, look away, and endangered species. Both, both, sorry, all three slower, grinding. You know, they they individually they are good. But all on the same album, I think that's where you need your editing. I think really only one of those was needed, two at most, but three, it just it did does interrupt the flow of the album, and it just drags it down a little bit for me. Um, I'd say keep look away if you're going to make a choice because that's just you got Mike Patton in there just being absolutely fucking mental, um, and all sorts of things. I mean, but, but that chug that it that it has throughout the verse is just like i say it's monstrous uh and it's far superior to the other slower tracks so yeah it's not it's not the highest uh and it is flawed i think that you know at the time it was getting rave reviews one of the best metal albums ever etc and it did it was a bit i don't know i think even then i thought that was a bit inaccurate um and yes yeah, an important album for what happened later on but uh yeah i, I think it's still a great album overall but
0: not perfect I think again going back to Bloodstock in the summer um and obviously they they close the set on with Roots Bloody Roots and it just sounds it it generates a great mosh pit and everybody in the crowd knew it and everyone loved it but it just it just that song in particular still just sounds huge you know and and it's 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 always going to be an yeah. album, you know so like I said it might it might be a little bit of nostalgia but it's um yeah, a huge. huge... This, do,
2: you know, do you know what the crying shame is? The crying shame is that Sepultura, if Max hadn't left, are a band that should have played that first Ozfest in the UK. They would have gone down an absolute storm on that show.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the problem is, where would Sepultura have gone as a band after Roots, do you think? Do you think they'd still be around now? Or do you think... If, that... if
2: Max had never left?
0: Yeah. yeah,
1: I don't stuff, know. Yeah. Because... That, that
0: sounded really disrespectful, but yeah, if, if Max had never left, would we still have Sepultura?
1: I mean, he's still making music, he's still doing stuff. So I suppose, yeah. It's a, yeah it's just... I don't know
0: because I think I think he
2: really went down a very narrow, myopic road after after he left. So, and I think he would have tried to take me down that road if he had stayed in. And I think the other band members probably been a bit like, dude, come on, enough of this fucking whatever you're trying to do is shit. Let's do something different. You <laughs> would, would have had creative differences. I'm sorry. I just, I can't buy fucking flight. You know, I don't want to see him playing down a fucking drain pipe. You know, I'm just it's like, fuck off. You know, it's, 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 and I don't, because it's not because I. It's because I used to love it so much. I used to love early Sepultura so much, you know. And it, it's like love can turn to hate quite quickly. And I'm just like, no, it's, it's disappointment. It I'm hurt. I'm actually that band, Cab match Although I love him, he hurt me. Or well, maybe That's it's just why, and hate and in. Uh, It's just like, but it was like wearing the track suits as well, and. What are you? Are you a metal band? Are you new metal? Do you want to do hip hop? What is it? What do
0: you, you know? But that was that was metal at the time, wasn't it? You know, new metal was in full flow, and it wasn't unusual to see Match Cavalera wearing a fucking Adidas tracksuit at the time. It's just it's the way it was, rightly or wrongly, that is the way it was. So, you know, it is what it is, but. That's 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 the history. That's that was the end of the Max Cavalera era of Sepultura, and we've come full <laughs> circle because
1: I mean, it is amusing though. Sort of, but I got into Sepultura the same month they Max left band.
0: Yeah, it's almost like yeah, you were the fucking you were the grim <laughs> reaper of it all. You come <laughs> along and, and ruin it. Yeah. Let,
2: let's let's just say this right. Let, let's let's imagine for a second that Max Cavalera and some other like metal bands or on a plane, or, or on an aeroplane in South America, and they're going over the Andes, and they crash, and no one knows that they never arrived at the destination, and they're there, trapped in the snow for, for days, and then they end up having to eat each other, right? No one's going to eat Max Cavalera, because the material was coming out with was so shit, <laughs> people will be like, hey, try and eat this, is that Max? No, I'm okay, I'm not, I'm not into that, but it's, it, it tastes like crap. You know that's that's what would have happened, and you know that's hard. You know, it, and and then if, if they had if they had come across a Chilean rugby team who had also crashed and and were starving, and they said, "Look, we haven't got any food either, but we've got Max Cavalera, and they would have been like, "No, nah, we're, we're not we're not into that either. We're not touching that. <laughs> you know,
1: you know, rather die."
0: Um, enough of that. Uh, like, like I said, we've come full circle now. So, fourth on the list, and I'm quite surprised this is up there. Uh, it's one of my favorites, but I am surprised we're, we're all in agreement. Fourth place, 2020's Quadra. Um, I, I don't think you can really deny that this is a fucking quality metal album, it is an absolute belter. They are yeah. fully back on form, yeah. But
1: there are some bangers on yep. this album, proper. Yep. Absolute bangers.
0: Yeah, the first the first three or four songs are so fast, heavy, brutal, proper, classic, pissed off, Sepultura. Accessible. That's and, a and Accessible. Yes, yeah, that's, uh, that's
1: what I think is missing from a lot of their stuff with with Derek. The accessibility where you could hear a chorus and go, "Oh, I remember that." Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a word that we've used quite a bit. Recently, and that's triumphant, and that's kind of where this yeah. album sits for me.
1: Oh, Jesus Christ. I mean, the chorus on Raging Boyd. Yeah. You know, if there was, yeah, if you open the dictionary to the word triumphant, what you'd see is the meaning of the word triumphant, which is what that song is.
0: Yeah. 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 And it's all of that that came out in, in droves in watching them in the summer, that one hour set. Yeah, it just—it's just—I don't know—a newfound hunger, whatever it is. But fuck me, they—they just again going back to Eloy Casagrande, they are just a machine of a band again now, and it's so good to see.
1: And the thing is, is there's stuff on here that uh, it doesn't sound like classic Sepultura or old Sepultura, but it's still distinctively Sepultura. I mean, Guardians of Earth, again, it, it, it ebbs and flows, it builds up, and all of a sudden just launches. And then you got some melodic, uh, acoustic guitar yeah. solos, and then electric guitar solos, and it's got this sort of, this classical sort of groove and uh, and melody throughout it. And then the penultimate track, "Agony of Defeat," I mean, I can't. Even, I mean, it's it's more like a classic rock track that's epic with metal influences, but heavy as I I, I can't describe it because it's it, it's. Yeah, I, I I've never heard anyone sort of do a song like that before, um, but it's brilliant, and it's a great album. And you know they finally made it.
0: Yeah, they yeah they are back on form. But the the the, beat, the most interesting opinion for me is, is Padre because you've got this really high as well. So it's, it's almost like they've they've it, they've dragged you in, they pulled you back in, and they're sepulture again. Yeah.
2: But like you said, I, I, I had to double take. I said, is this actually several
0: tour? It's just, yeah. I I, I can't wait to see what they do next. I think that's the <laughs> thing. How, how they, they build on this now, if they, if they even can. You know, if they, well, can, if, if they can better it, fucking, we've got something really I mean, good on our hands.
1: If we, if we consider the live performance this year, I mean, they're clearly with it. They're clearly yeah. connected. They've got that chemistry. What, why can't the next album be great?
0: Yeah, yeah, completely. I, I I can't wait. I mean, it's three years since Quadra. Um, hopefully we'll get something in the next 18 months. Um, yeah, it's just, just so fucking I mean, good. I mean, if you think
1: about, you know, I know they lost the Cavaleras, but they're still very socially conscious. And my God, there's going to be a lot of material for them.
0: That's true. I yeah. th- I, you know, I, yeah. I know
1: there's a bit of a cliche about terrible stuff happening produces great art, but...
0: Yeah, but it I does. Mean... It, does. It, 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 it does, especially if you as the artist, you give a shit enough about all of that is it's going to come out if you, if, if you use it as an inspiration then any yeah use it in the happy days you know and Brazil and Brazil
1: has been been through the rigour definitely with yeah yeah me, so
0: yeah, absolutely. So yeah no I, I can't wait to see what they do next and yeah after seeing them at Bloodstock for the first time in best part of a quarter of a century or yeah not far off that um I'll, I'll definitely be looking to see them indoors next tour yes headline set you know I mean Bean caught the tour last year with with Sacred Reich and he said they were just phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's so good to have Sepultura back. But, top three. This is where it was always going to be a bit, kind of, which way is this going to go? So, Bite. Bite. Yes, very tight, Very tight. Um In third place then, Beneath the Remains. Now, I this is third, so I'm right, clearly. Uh Voice Reason had this as fourth, and Padre, this is this is second. Um what's so good about this album?
2: I absolutely you know, it is just riffs coming out of every orifice.
1: There we go, there we go. <laughs> if
0: you
2: Listen, like, okay, you've got the, the, the first track beneath the remains just grabs you and just beats you over the head. You've got the make, you've got the riff right after the solo, which is one of my favourite riffs. You've then got, going into the, the next track, is Inner Self as a second track. You know, Inner Self is a fantastic song. you then uh, again, really good solo in it. Good change of pace halfway through. Awesome live. Um, and then, You've just got, it's just song after song. And again, this is like third album in. And a lot of people, I think, you know, really say, oh, this is the second album, because like what we were saying about Morbid Visions. But Stronger Than Hate has got a really great riff in the middle of it. Mass Hypnosis is, the, 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 the way they structure that song and the complexity of it and the time changes, Sarcastic Existence, great song. Slaves of Pain, one of the all-time classic thrash metal songs. If you want to play someone and go, like, what is that? There you go. That's one of the songs I would play them. It does tail off a little bit towards the end, like Hungry and Primitive Future. Not not too bad. Um, but uh, bottom is also quite a strong track. But it's just, it's the speed that they play at, it's the, it's the, the how tight the drumming is, the time changes, the vocals, the production, it's, it's, it's rough, but it's fresh. You know, it's, I I, just, I love this album. I heard this just album rough enough. A
0: cassette. Just rough enough, isn't it? That's the thing. It's, yeah. It's- it's,
2: yeah just, I got this album, I got, I got this album for Christmas in 1997 and it was one of those like, moments where like, oh, you know, people were so, Oh, what did you get for Christmas? I got several tours beneath the remains. Oh, that's nice. Is that a new band? You know, and uh, <laughs> then my, uh, that that was like my, one of my grandmothers, and then my other grandmother, my Cornish grandmother, was. Uh, I told her about it, and she was like, "Yeah, that's an handsome but thrash that." <laughs> no, but no. Uh, um, it's just it's it's like I remember I made I made a cassette, I made a mixtape when I was at college, and I actually called it the heaviest album in the world ever, or the heaviest cassette in the world ever. And they basically <laughs> put half, half of the tables beneath the remains. So
1: that's that pretty much sums up.
2: That's, that's uh, cool. Yeah,
1: yeah, I mean, we, we I mean, the. You know, they knew which way they wanted to go and yeah. how they were developing, but they still wanted to keep their identity or, or at least they, they worked out what their identity was and, and what what was what was to come. And they were at this point, certainly a fresh band but a darker one. You know, there is a darkness to this album, definitely, Um, which is what I think what sets it apart from other albums. Um, It's that production, you know, that leap forward, getting Scott Burns at Morrisound involved. Of course, he'd done death metal stuff, and they're not a death metal band, but he brought that bit of grit into it. Yeah. I think that's that's what... This album is, is
2: it's extreme, more extreme thrash metal. It's more in the vein of Creator and Solo.
0: It's yeah, not... Yeah it's, it's, yeah, it's the more, the and much more aggressive it, end of thrash metal. Yeah,
2: it is. But it's got the technicality of of Prime Megadeth.
0: Where where they go from Beneath the Remains, and that's, that's the thing. I mean, again, none of us were Sepultura fans in 1989, so it's, you know, we, we're not sort of any kind of voice of authority on that, but we we get to the top two now, so obviously we've got two left. We've got Chaos AD and we've got a Rise. Which one's going to be number one? Which one's going to be number two? We're we we're, we're pretty. This is this is tight. There's like a point between them essentially as, as to how we do this. Um, in second place we've got Chaos AD. I had this as second. This is Voice of Reason's favorite Sepultura album, and Padre's got it as third. So and the floor's yours. Why is it your favourite Sepultura album?
1: I, I, I was having an R about this and, and another one. I really was. It was very, very tight.
0: Yeah. Um, it's as very I hard to choose.
1: Yeah. I love them both for their own reasons. I think I think what's edged it for me with Chaos A D is I think the songs individually are more distinctive separately they're my number two album you know there, there is that separation there in that individual character for each album but obviously with that theme going through the entire album in terms of musical aesthetic and, and production i the songs are great you can't argue with that the song's are no. actually fantastic uh i mean we talk about the obvious ones like refuse refuse resistant territory Yeah, Propaganda, Biotech is Godzilla. I'm not even going to list them all. I mean, they're just all great metal tracks, banging, heavy, full on, no nonsense. But I think what what tops it for me, I, I think this is the quintessential Sepultura album. The two, well, the previous albums were thrash albums, increasingly great thrash albums, but fundamentally thrash albums, albeit with their own, character
0: yeah 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 yeah.
1: chaos ad is where at the time they decided to take a different step and it's unlike the previous two albums this is probably this sounded like the metal of the future this is where metal was going and okay we can debate all we like about whether that was good or bad and where it eventually led to but with chaos ad we hadn't quite got to that muddy new metal messy thing it was it was good pushing there, but it wasn't there. This was just a fucking heavy, furious album with traces of thrash left, but was very now. This was, as contemporary a metal, uh, 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 an album uh, I think Sepultura made by that point.
0: Um, do you think this it, the album that kicked off the, the 90s metal revolution, as as we're going to say? It was complete shift in what heavy metal was.
1: Well, if we're talking metal unashamed yeah. metal yeah. I think there's an argument for that because I'm sure people will talk about the first Rage Against the Machine album as as being a key a key thing of that but no it's, it's, a, in, it, it's up there those those two albums definitely yeah yeah and that, that's that's it for me it's 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 the quintessential Sepultura album what a way to start an
0: album though refuse to resist this <laughs> beast beast of a song it is a beast of a song and I, I I think it's probably Sepultura their absolute best as well Refuse Resist it's just for what we know what Sepultura became and what they were it is just fucking just a pounding immense, like, beast of a song there's
2: that line that line that lyric in Refuse Resist silence means death stand on your feet in a fear your worst enemy like just really good lyrics um and uh it's, it's a great album you know and it's a a fantastic album title K.S.A.D. it's
0: yeah really it's great good. great artwork as well it had, it had the four works didn't it? the full work and,
1: and I think the, the the good thing about it is it's got balance with the the, the tribal stuff that they're bringing in a bit more yeah and it was, it the, went
0: far enough yeah that's it
1: yeah the, the album and, length is
0: and it's also quite, got very
2: very underrated instrumental.
0: Yeah, Kairos. Yeah, I don't really think about Kairos to be yeah. honest, but yeah, which me, which me and friend of the podcast Rob Lang from
2: Music Radar used to joke at college that it should have been called St Ives because of the fucking
0: seagulls <laughs> on it. Fuck's there's always a reference in there somewhere, in there? But
2: but but KFCD was um was recorded in Wales.
0: Yeah, yeah, but then that's that's not unusual for for great metal albums recorded in the UK, so. You know, it's uh you know, come to the country that invented it in the fucking first place. Um look, we 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 love chaos AD, obviously, but by sheer points and averages, the way we've calculated this, science, you know. Um, we've got a rise of Sepultura's number one album. It's my favorite, Padre's favorite, and Voice Reason has it as number two. So it's, it's always gonna be up there. But everything about this album is just it, look it's not faultless but it's as close to a faultless metal album as as Sepultura were ever going to get for me the out the artwork the production yeah the 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 video to the title track as well the title track itself just a, a just an absolutely fucking incredible metal album absolutely incredible when I had um when I had my leather jacket painted I opted to have killers painted on the back of it the only other one that I may have had was going to be a rise.
1: Yeah, you would have been charged a fucking fortune because of that. It would, it
0: would have taken a lot longer. Yeah, but, <laughs> but yeah, it was. It that was the, between the two. The artwork's incredible, and it just it just suits the album. You know, it, you look at it and you just you understand what that album is going to sound like. It's desolate. It's bleak. It's brutal.
1: Thing, it's thing is,
0: cool you works. you say that.
1: I mean, yes, it is those things. But I think what what I what I really like about this album is it feels like there's a bit of there's, there's a lot of colour to it. You know, that's that's kind of why I preferred Beneath the Remains. Beneath the Remains was dark. Arise feels much more colourful and, and again triumphant. I mean if you if you listen to the The Bridge, the very lengthy bridge during Desperate Cry, yeah. where they they bring that sort of rival lightning-esque Metallica guitar work into it. There, there's there's a lot of hope there in that sound, and it just yeah it just it just raises it a level I think to what came before. Oh well, that, that 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 drum fill
2: <laughs> in desperate cry in the middle, dear God. Um, yeah, I mean, like for me though, it's if you I mean you've got like what like Tragenza said, the, the title track is fantastic, but then you've got like, like a song like Dead Embryo Cells now. If any of you want to go, if, if you haven't heard Arise, or you're not that familiar with it, go away and watch. And I think it's also on, um, you the video. The videos are on YouTube. But go away and watch Under Siege, live in Barcelona, by Tour. It's 1991. It's on the Arise tour. The majority of the set is material from Arise, but they've also got um, In A Self, Slaves of Pain, mass or orgasmatron, troops of doom stuff like that it's only about an hour long um but the performance of dead embryonic cells on that on that on that set list is fantastic um also like the, the other songs on there there's you got dead embryonic cells arise dead Embryonic cells desperate cry murder I mean, that, that, that's a bit of a, a dip there but then it goes back up again you've got subtraction altered state under siege and those, Under Siege especially,
1: has got some nice differences be, to it. Be, be the opening to Under Siege. I love that. That acoustic. flow acoustic. It's mystical. Yeah. And then, weird. Yeah. And, and Altered State's got the kind of... Altered
2: State is probably the first whiff of the tribalism stuff.
0: That's
2: whiff. Because you... <laughs> yeah. It's, it's the first like kind of like node of... Uh, like you know we didn't know like we weren't like, we weren't fans back then we you know i can't say that you know i you, I, I, I was fucking 10 when it came out yeah, exactly. exactly but i do know people that w- 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 went to see them live on this tour and tours previously and i think you know they still thought they they thought back then that several Tour are always going to be this amazing thrush band. but then you've also got like um Meaningless movements is great, effective voice, and then you've got the uh, the Motorhead cover of Glasmatron, which is a great cover,
0: great fun. Uh, it's
2: just That's a solid, it, you know, it's a seminal album. It's it's really good, and it, and it's in ninety one, so it's just after to all of this stuff is is drawing to a close. The thrash movement is slowing down and will be no more after this.
0: You can hear you can hear Sepultura's journey in this album from Beneath the Remains to Arise. And then to KSAD, you can. There is a a sequence yeah. to it. You but can they, see they, how they to... as a band.
2: The one riff that there's there's one riff on this album that just sums up this period of Subultura. and it's it's the riff after the solo in the song Subtraction. It's just twin guitar assault, like really fast, tight, just absolutely fantastic. And it's those, like, kind of riffs that... Sempletore had a habit of dropping in really great riffs after their solos. Very similar to, like, the riff after the solo in Master of Puppets, Yeah. Which is yeah. probably one of the best riffs I've ever come up with. Um, but, yeah, just fantastic stuff. I mean. and, that, and that's a shame as well. I mean, I think Kiss... Sorry, last thing. Kiss is a fantastic guitar player. He does a fantastic job of carrying that band on his own but they did lose they did lose something when they lost max because that twin guitar sound
0: yeah it's it's a, it's a massive adjustment and i think we were all probably all in the same boat at the time when you know how how do you go from a twin guitar band to a single guitar band it's it was you know always going it's almost like they've gone through this this enormous um transition period since then and they've come to life on the last couple of albums so you know they're not look, they're not old men You know, they're they're young enough to carry on for another couple of albums yet. There's no reason why not. So, you know, more power to them. I hope they do. I hope they come back with something that is even better than Quadra. They've got it in them. So, so yeah, as a back catalogue, then, we've done Megadeth and we've done Sepultura. Who's got a stronger back catalogue overall?
1: I think overall, probably Sepultura.
0: He can't make a decision.
1: I think it's tight, but I think overall... Where you consider the old and where they are now,
0: yeah, I think yeah, I think the way the way I mean, they've the way they've brought themselves back round, yeah, and they're, they're I, a powerful I, entity again, which Megadeth yeah. just aren't.
1: Again, again, Megadeth have just 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 flummoxed about for years and and whatnot. And I know I I was quite positive about one of their recent albums, but I, th- I think that just happened. It was almost like a fluke. I yeah. think Sepultura, like I say, they they've they've worked had it. Some things haven't worked. I touched on it, but they've, yeah, they've got to a point where you, you we're looking ahead and thinking, oh, I'm looking forward to the new stuff. Yeah. And we are not with Megadeth.
0: No, no, that's well, different. Sepultura are a band. Megadeth aren't. No, <laughs> and, and that's that's the difference. Megadeth
2: seems to be a band once. Well, since Marty Friedman and Nick Menza left, they weren't a
0: anymore. Yeah, yeah, basically, yeah. They right. just become it's all it's all hired guns. So. And and that's the difference. But yeah, I, I, I'm I'm genuinely excited as to what what Sepultura do next. I I can't wait. So so uh, yeah. Look, what you know. is um
2: what is going down with this download
0: lineup? Right. Let's let's touch on this quickly before we go because um, it's obviously a big deal in the UK when when the download lineup comes up. None of us have been for a long time. Well, and you went twenty. Was it twenty sixteen? You were there last. Yes, 2016. Yeah, out uh, So, but myself from yes. Pajo I haven't been since 2005. Pajo 2004, I think was the last time you were there. Oh, no, five, um, five. Okay, same year. Look, it's it's a big deal, and it's the biggest rock fest rock festival in the UK. Um, and they always pull the big boys. You know, this year you got Metallica doing the whole two nights, just Slipknot, all of that kind of shit. Um, but I think we, I think we need to talk about Pantera on the lineup. So, the only, pretty much the only European festival that didn't get Pantera this year. So, they've got them next year. Um, but I'm sorry. I'll talk about the negatives first. But I'm sorry. Queens of the Stone Age, Fallout Boy, and Avenged Sevenfold are not headline bands for a 100,000 capacity festival. Not even fucking close. No. So this harks back to but the episode I... we did a long time ago. It, what it, it, happens? It when the big boys hang up their boots and who do we turn to after that? It ain't these three fucking bands, is it?
1: It is amusing considering right. that, like, you know, earlier this summer, Queens of the Stone Age headlined Dreamland in Margate just down the road from me to 7,000 people. And yeah. fair play to them for that. But for that, yeah, 7,000 people, that's a big difference.
0: This, this doesn't sit right. And look, you've got Royal Blood high up on the lineup as well. Offspring, uh, yeah. Machine Head these look like the fucking, the, the, you know, the the sub headliners, as it were. It just, it just has nothing. Um, I read a story on the Planet Rock website that Andy Coppin, who's the, the top of sort of the Download Festival, they approached 21 different bands to headline this festival. So that kind of says it all. Um, whether they were struggling, whether some bands didn't want to tour, whether they just weren't interested, I, I, I don't know, but, it's almost like we've been left with Queens of Stone Age, Fall Out Boy, Event Sevenfold. It's just—I'd be interested to see what the ticket sales are like this year. Sold out, four-day festival, two days of Metallica, all of that is sold uh, out. Was it's just going to sell out. Surely not. No. I wouldn't be surprised if they even shrink the arena, and shrink the capacity because
1: I mean, this is the thing—is you know, the, 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 the small. I say the smaller bands. I'm more. I'm more interested in a lot of those.
0: And that's, Definitely. that's the positive I want to get to about, yeah. you know, there's some great bands further down the bill. So you've got bands like Harriet, you've got Celestial Sanctuary, you've got Urn, you've got um, Pest Control. Uh, you, you've got, um, what else have you got here? You've got
1: Dying mean, Fetus. Trail.
0: I've only just seen The trail on there. <laughs> the trail, blah, yeah, Dying Fetus. Uh, you've got Counterparts on there. You know, there's, Shadow of Intent. There's there's some good stuff. down, And it's great to see bands like that getting the opportunity to play to thousands of people because they fucking deserve it. They genuinely deserve it. And I hope that, you know, it, some of these bands, it takes them on to the next level. Someone like Earn, huge opportunity for them. Huge. Because they're a band that could definitely cross, cross a barrier. So if you are going to download this year and you're not familiar with a lot of these bands, make sure you go and check them out because... It's an opportunity. Um, I mean, the,
1: the, the thing is, at this point, download is Glastonbury for rock fans, isn't it? So there will be people who will go regardless. So that's been the case first. Absolutely. absolutely. Because I, that just gets on my nerves
2: because, like, Glastonbury's got something about it. Like, listen, I, I've never been to Glastonbury um, and I probably wouldn't go because I'm not going to go to a festival just to say, Oh, I've been. But like, glastonbury has got its own specific character. um Whereas Download doesn't, I mean, I've, I've been to Download, I've been to Ozfest, I've been to Ozfest at Donington, I've been to Reading, right? And I've been to Vacuum. Vaken. Vacuum's got its own character as well. But Reading and Download don't feel like different festivals to me. They never have. They're the same, it's the same vibe. It's the same shitty food. It's the same pe- kind of people on the on the campsite, mostly. You know, it just it doesn't... I, I, I don't know why you would go to download regardless. You
1: know?
0: Yeah, I, 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 I agree with you. I, I, I fully agree with you on that. I know what it, you mean it, with it, download it, and Reading, very comparable in terms of, you know, the crowd they appeal to, but it's got a similar approach to that. Yeah,
2: like... I mean, hopefully what happens is Bloodstock benefit from it. They actually get some of the bigger bands and maybe they get an uptick in, uh, in ticket sales.
0: Bloodstock will because- sell out this year. Bloodstock will, will will 100% sell out this year. The Sunday sold out um, this year, sorry. Bloodstock, I think, as a festival as a whole, I think will sell out in 2024. And there is a little bit of, of overspill from download. There's bound to be... it's, it's at the end of the day, Bloodstock is more of a metal festival than Download is. You know, I know you've got, like, architects as headliners, but fundamentally, it's a metal festival. Download isn't. Download is a rock festival. So very different things. And you've got different vibes as well. You know, Bloodstock is just a a fucking four-day party, you know, and and anything goes. And I'm not saying that's not the case with Download, but because on a much bigger scale, you're not going to get that same feel. Because it's, because it's five times the number of people. Celestial Sanctuary, last week, played to 5,000 people at Damnation. In a month's time, they'll be playing to 50 people at our gig. And then next June, they're playing at a festival with 100,000 people on it. So it's opportunities like that for those smaller bands, particularly British bands, that I think is actually quite exciting. So I take good things from the lineup, but in terms of headliners, absolute fucking dog shit, and they should be ashamed of themselves. Fallout Boy headlining Donington Park. What the fuck has gone wrong with the world? Just and, and
2: also, when is that Donington? It's like that is sacred ground.
0: Not anymore. I ain't not anymore. <laughs> Once maybe, but not. Yeah, nineteen ninety-six. That was it. Not anymore. You know what? Look, Green Day of of, of of coming back next year. They're doing stadiums and whatnot. They would have made more sense as a download headline. Yeah.
1: I'd, no. I'd, yeah, thirty years of
0: dookie. Uh, that would have made way more sense. I
1: mean, they're they're doing Isle of Wight, aren't
0: they? Exactly, but they're doing their own stadium shows and they're doing Isle of Wight. Surely they were one of the twenty-one bands that were approached to headline Download. Yeah. They must. It, have it,
1: it could well be they would already committed to the other dates. So Potentially, um, yeah, that's I'm, probably I'm, true. I'm but, but I mean, I'll be honest. If it wasn't if it wasn't hundred quid, which is what stadium gigs cost these days, I'd I'd be interested in Green Day if it was a lot cheaper, but. It's not. It Look,
0: Green Green Day in the Electric Ballroom tomorrow night. Twelve hundred capacity venue doing a you know a secret show and tickets are ninety six quid. Yeah, but you got. I mean, like, <laughs> we
1: we can say which that's st- ridiculous, but that's that's the nature. Of, you have got to whittle demand down. You know, 50, which, back which, back in, they, fifty thousand. Yeah. Which stadiums do they
0: play? Wembley, uh, we, Wembley, um, and a couple in the north, I think. I'm not sure which one, but they're they're big enough. That's fine. It's not not an issue. But and but they just would have been a better headline. The fucking full, that boy. And I'm sorry, Queens of Stone Age. I've got no real issue with Queens of the Stone Age. They're okay. They deserve full respect. But they they are not nowhere. They're probably the worst of the three. What they should do is have the Stone,
1: Age, Queens
2: of the Stone Age as headliners, right? But they should have jeans on just something.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Well, on that note, we'll call it a night because it's getting... <laughs> look busy.
2: at it. Look at it, Josh. Look at it. This is what you used to be.
1: <laughs> Hungry.
0: Yeah, we'll have Kair. No, we'll yeah, we'll, yeah, yeah, we'll have a bit of kai. Let's have some of that. But that's never going to happen. So, um, but, uh, That's where we are. Thanks for listening again this week. Um, next week, we have a pretty fucking special guest. I'm not going to reveal the name because... Nah, there's no fun in that. We'll leave it as a surprise. But for us, of our generation, we are very much looking forward to next week. It should be a really interesting conversation and and a very, very cool guy. So yeah, really looking forward to that. Thanks for listening this week and uh, we'll see you next week. Stay male.